plan, the Belt and Road Initiative. Develop innovation and technology. Build a financing platform. Export professional services. Promote creative tourism. Hong Kong offers lots of opportunities. Let's boost the economy and improve people's livelihood. The government is now collecting views for the coming policy address and budget. Please tell us your opinions. Visit policyaddress.gov.hk or call 2810-3768.
Welcome to the Juice. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Juice on this, the 7th of January 2017. Yes, that's right, we are well and truly into the new year, the first edition of the Juice in the year of the rooster. Well, it's not the year of the rooster yet, give it a month. You know, I've heard actually, Peter Lewis in the studio. Peter, how's it going? It's going very well, thank you. I've you? heard that if it's your year of the zodiac, which it is this year, it's very unlucky for you. Um, it's supposed. I think it's supposed to depend on which one it is, because also you have five different. So even if you're a rooster, you can be a fire rooster, a water rooster, true, an earth true. rooster. Look, just to be safe, I'm going to avoid sharp edges, uh, avoid walking <laughs> Stay along. Doors, yeah, don't get yeah. Out of bed. Just for a year. Just for, I can do that for a year, but. <laughs> We have a, a massive edition of The Juice coming up. Uh, all our favourites are on. Cruzanne McCalligan, Danny Hicks, Travi J, talking about things happening around Hong Kong. Can't wait for that. Plus a bunch of music. How was the early show, Peter? It was good. We had lots of requests this morning. We were trying to remember what was the very first vinyl record or album that people bought. Because vinyl is taking off. There's a big upsurge in people buying have we hit, vinyl music. You know, you have, you have uh, peak oil. Yep. Have we hit peak vinyl now? Well, we hit peak vinyl apparently about 25 years ago. <laughs> okay. Declined. But actually last year there was this massive increase in people buying vinyl music. Even though a lot of people don't even have record players to play them on, there was a huge increase in Is vinyl Is it just nice music. to have around the house? Maybe. <laughs> Is there a, like a, a cabal of uh, no, vinyl producing nations in the Middle East that will just cut production? All these, all these old ABBA records, we're going to stop, we're gonna stop reprinting them. Of, of ABBA records and old Beatles tracks. <laughs> so I, I shudder to think of the of the uh, of the repercussions of that. This year. But if people want to hear you on the early show, they can hear you tomorrow as well. Absolutely. Correct? I'll be here six to eight tomorrow morning. Excellent. Looking forward to that. I'm sure. I, well, I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably not going to be up for that. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a long day at Radio Three for Judd Boaz. But we've got some more music coming up. Here is some of the crooks with Hold Fast.
live online. This is Radio 3. London Grammar there with Hey Now. They came to Hong Kong. Did you see them? Let me know. Give us a call. 233-88266. Love hearing from you and love getting your song requests, which we'll be playing all morning long. Time for some new music. This band is an American uh, rock group called The Dirty Projectors. Uh, they released a new song in lieu of a new album, which uh, apparently might be coming out this year, a little bit later this year. Uh, the Dirty Projectors with Little Bubble. Mm-hmm. 
This week on our very first show, the new year, World Vibes features two musical themes of interest. First, our featured new album from Malian Ngoni fusion master Abu Jara. And hot new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. All that's on World Vibes with me, Pierre Tremblay, this Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on Radio 3. See you then.
dance there with body moves. Let's keep this thing rocking. The Clash. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? So good to be doing the juice. 21 degrees at the minute, 82% relative humidity. Apparently, summer has decided, now. Nah, I'm not waiting six months. We're going to come right now. So if you're out hiking, if you're out at the beach, it's probably a good day for it. In January, can you imagine global warming? Here's Charlie Puth. Dangerously. Give us a call, 233-88266. Love hearing from you. You've awoken me, but you're choking me I was so upset 
The Wombats there with Tokyo Vampires and Werewolves. Now, I know the question you're all dying to know. What's the deal with Fergie? Where has she been since her first album? Well, that's a question that has puzzled my mind many, many times. However, she is back. She released her new single uh, the other month, I think. Uh, I think it was called... Uh, it was an M-word. I don't think I'm allowed to say on the radio. However, she's also released a second track called Life Goes On off her upcoming second studio album, Double Duchess. Here she is, Fergie with Life Goes On. Up, trying to read my fortune in the bottom of my coffee cup But it seems like I never finish It's always half full or is it half empty? Maybe it's my own superstition or a kind of self-protection If it all ends bad, why would I want to look ahead? Oh, 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 I'm still sitting here Just watching the sun go down, down, down Gets me hot, and motivation gets me craving. I've found familiar situation. Reach the unreachable, achieve the unbelievable in the midst of all the madness. My life's beautiful. Still, I'm feeling restless, thinking I should rest less, work more, play hard, ready for the encore. Is this the kind of life I really want to live for? Mm-hmm. In my heart, I know. Less is more, more, more. Cause it's safe here in my comfort 
comfort zone Never stray too far from home Then again this way I'll never know Maybe I should go Go crazy, go insane, go for everything Get the money, dollar bills in your wallet Stick a chain, sign the daily, make a melee Sound familiar, uh, the urgency is never really for the family uh, And then they really talking freely, acting shit They got me feeling like a really silly, silly I mean really
Kid Rock. God bless Saturday. It is the juice. It is Radio 3. It is Judd Boaz. I'm the last part there. 21 degrees at the minute, 81% relative humidity. Uh, you can request a song, 233-88266. God Bless Saturday by Kid Rock. That was a request. Uh, I have a personal request. That's how it works. One for you, one for me. That's how it works in the business, including this song, which I haven't played in a very, very long time, because rarely can I get away with playing it in its entire length. We'll see how we go, uh, or if I'll have to cut it short. But absolutely love this one. Curtis Mayfield, move on up.
Make a little effort to be happier every day. Give yourself a little treat to enjoy life's little pleasures, like having a cup of tea or doing some exercise. Spend time with your family. Set new targets for yourself, and find time to do volunteer work to inject positive energy into your daily life. Sharing, positive mindset, enjoyment—it's easy to be joyful.
Monday, 21st century breakdown. Before that, Curtis Mayfield, move on up for about eight minutes. Weather forecast for today, sunny periods, moderate easterly winds. The outlook mild tomorrow, 21 degrees Celsius, 81% relative humidity. News up next. Okay. Building management companies are responsible for implementing mosquito preventive measures in the public areas of buildings. Inspections must be carried out at least weekly. To prevent mosquitoes breeding in stagnant water, dispose of refuse properly. Cover water tanks tightly. Puncture anti-bump tires in car parks and clear drains. Prevent Japanese encephalitis and dengue fever. Act now.
Beyonce all night there. You're listening to The Juice on Radio 3. Joined in the studio by Cruz Ann McCallaghan. Cruz. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Good first morning. of all, I'm going to put on a different mic. <laughs> hey, Cruz. Hello. I was doing a ventriloquism act. Very convincing. Yeah, I thought it worked quite well. Have I threw it, my voice. Have you ever mic. tried it? Have you ever tried throwing your voice around? No, but I really want to. It's one of those things like I think, I think I'd actually be quite good at it mm. if I put my mind to it. I was reading this, this book... And it was just, it was about like olden times and the first ever ventriloquist would go to like a village and he'd do the ventriloquism and they'd think he's a witch. Like, how how is this inanimate doll talking? I want to live in simpler times like that. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Where I can swindle, swindle feudal villagers out of their, out of their hard earned coin. Yeah, I think it would be a good idea. Cruise, that's not what we're here to talk about. Although ventriloquism. Would be another great, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. down. Ventriloquism. Okay. It's on the list. It's on the list. Uh, it's not what we're talking about today. We're talking no. about perfume. Perfume. Now. Yes. <clears throat> How did you come up with this topic? Is that what you're going to ask me? Okay. Well, as you know... We've was... established such a rapport. <laughs> I don't even have to ask the question anymore. Well, um, actually, it's because, you know, I was really I was really ill. I got the flu over Christmas and stuff, and then mm-hmm. I was all bunged up, and my nose was all stuffy, and I couldn't smell anything. And then you have that recovery period where suddenly it's like this olfactory renaissance. And I was like, oh, I can smell again! And, and then... you were dancing in the streets. <laughs> I was. And actually, um, I went for a hike, um, and I was, like, taking, like, big deep breaths, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I can breathe through my nose after two weeks of feeling so rotten. And I couldn't believe how many people hiking were wearing perfume. I was like, we kept walking past these, I mean, fair, fair dues, I think a lot of people were on dates, sort of Saturday morning hiking dates. God, so they what are they thinking? full faces of makeup and they looked very lovely and they were, were wearing lots and lots of perfume. And I was like, maybe I should have worn perfume, you know, keep the magic alive, but no. Strenuous activity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but then so I was just sort of thinking about perfumes. Um, also, of course, it was Christmas, and um, I was very lucky. I got some nice perfumes for Christmas. Are you a big perfume lady? Am I a big perfume lady? You're, you are a lady. <laughs> Depending on what part you emphasise of that sentence. Um, but uh, do you wear? Do you wear anything? Do you wear a cologne? Cologne. Do you wear any cologne? I think it's a city in Germany, isn't it? <laughs> cologne. Uh, not really. I just oh, wear. Really? I just wear like you know um, body. Smell body smell. You know, body like spray. deodorant. I think oh, they call right. it. Okay. Uh, and that comes like it's just like a roll on it has a scent attached. Yeah. So I don't really need the cologne. It's yeah. it's very overpowering yeah, if you do. Sure, yeah. sure. And then because then if you're wearing cologne, it'll clash with the scent of your body spray. Yeah, it, I can it, see. It's a train wreck. It is. I can imagine. And not a film starring Amy <laughs> Schumer. <laughs> but um, well, no, I think it's interesting because some people. I mean, do you feel naked if you've forgotten to wear? <laughs> if you've forgotten to wear deodorant, I feel very gross. Yeah, I feel. I get very self-conscious yeah. about my scent. Yeah. I'm not a not a nice-smelling boy, <laughs> naturally. I think that's just uh, the the perils of living in the tropics. Actually, mm. Judd, I think we all feel that way. But um, no, I I once had a friend who was like, I don't wear deodorant. I just wear perfume all over my body. Am I all right? Did she smell like li- did she smell like lilac and gooseberries? Yeah, probably, yeah. and a little bit like feet because you're not wearing deodorant. Mm. Anyway, but no, I, I I like wearing perfume. I find that it really it makes me feel a bit refreshed and everything else. But at the same time, I also think like I'm always very I'm quite stingy, and perfume is quite pricey, so I don't mm. tend to wear it 
in abundant quantities because I preserve it and then I realize that I've had a bottle of perfume for about a year and a half and I should probably start using it before it stops smelling like perfume and then does I use happen? a lot of it yeah it does it does it fades over time not as much as it used to in the olden times because now we have like synthetic things that we put into mm. perfume that keep it preserved for a long time but... preservatives is there anything they can't do <laughs> they're amazing um and just quickly do you have when you perfume do you always get the same perfume is that like that is cruise scent? That is what I'm going to wear no, for years. I don't think so. I actually kind of, I, I kind of, yeah, I mix it up a lot. And you know why? Because do you have any? Are you one of those nostalgic, olfactory, nostalgic smell Absolutely memory people? Yeah. yeah. In yeah. fact, I and when when I smell a certain perfume, I'm like, oh, that girl wears that perfume, yeah, and that girl yeah, wears that perfume. Yeah. Like that reminds me of these people. This thing you never yeah. want to share. You want to get a real rare perfume. You never want to share like Lynx Africa with the guy down the street, <laughs> do you? you? You want it to be your scent, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very difficult. Yeah, it is you, difficult. Yeah. But also that I find that like old perfumes I have, like I'll find a bottle of old perfume and I'll smell it and I'm like, I can't wear this ever again because it reminds me of this period <laughs> yeah. of my life when or it was so far away. It smells like my mom or something, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So any, anyway, so yeah. So, but I like perfume. I do like perfume. I hate all the quotes about perfume. I have one I'll end on, but I've got a couple more before we start, which is like the ones that you hear like Coco Chanel saying, a woman who doesn't wear perfume has no future. <laughs> no, that's pretty harsh, actually, Coco. But to be honest, good marketing if you, if you sell perfume, Coco. <laughs> yeah, pretty good marketing. Or like Christian Dior who said, a woman's perfume tells more about her than her handwriting. And having done a column on on how you can read handwriting, I would disagree with that, actually. Mm-hmm. I would disagree with that. Do you have any Christian quotes Dior. from the novel Perfume by Patrick Siskind? <laughs> no? no? Uh, um, anyway, so, <clears throat> your nose. Mm-hmm. Your nose has 10 million smell receptors, which can distinguish 10 trillion distinct smells. Give or take. Give or take a few. Um, The human nose is actually almost as sensitive as the noses of many animals, including dogs. So here we are like, oh, dogs are incredible. But actually, we're just as sensitive. We're just not as conscious of it. For example, we can smell, we can actually smell fear in other people. It's why fear can can be contagious. Yes, we're not like, you smell like fear. It's not like that. I smell fear on you, boy. (laughs) But we can actually tell if someone's those those sorts of things have a massive impact on us like we can tell um yeah so we're very very sensitive to smells um good smells make us happier smelling a fragrance that you perceive as pleasant has a positive effect on the mind um things like citrusy scents are very very positive as well obviously like cleaning products are not Mm, quite on that same thing um but um, your scent cells are actually renewed every 28 days. So every four weeks you get a new nose. But unfortunately, our sense of smell diminishes with ageing. So it's like one of those things where we... Um, but when you're younger, your your sense of smell isn't as developed, which is why, like, tweens have, like, super sweet... Tweens? Tweens, you know, in-betweens, like, teenage, teenage of course. people, tweenies. I don't know, what do you call them? Kid, I, I'm terrified of them. Adolescent <laughs> children. Adolescent children. But um, they, um, you know, like all the kind of perfumes and smells marketed towards them are like super sickly sweet and things like that. For Britney Spears fantasy. <laughs> yeah, like I remember it well. Um, but yeah, because they they don't they don't sm- like it's it's more impactful to them than it is. To, um, we we have it more impactful to us, but it doesn't smell the same way to them. And that's the thing. No two people have the same um, sense of smell. Um, so like you could walk into a room and say, oh, it smells like flowers and someone else could say no it kind of smells like grass or something like that like it does change per person and have you ever smelled someone's perfume that you really really don't like uh no oh really no i'm sure i have You're but not that fussy. it's more just like oh they smell like a like an old widow or something you know oh, really? just like yeah. you know old old perfume or or yeah, they, yeah. I, I know what you're saying yeah yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah thanks um the other thing is that um 
smell like uh, a corpse or something. <laughs> I don't think people smell spray that onto themselves. Um, also, your nose can become oversaturated when you smell lots of different scents in a row. So you have to reset your nose. Like this is why when you go to like duty free perfume counters at airports and they have like little bottles of coffee beans, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be very good at resetting your nose. Um, and um, but yeah, it's quite it's quite a funny one. We're going to talk a lot about the history of perfume today. I'm quite excited about this. Excellent. Um, starting with, for example, um, the um, Egyptians. What Why didn't we what the didn't they? I know they uh, just they uh, were really busy. Pyramids. Yep, they did pyramids. Um, uh, p- paintings in pyramids. Yep. Uh, Sphinxes. <laughs> Look, the list goes on. We could go on, but we don't. We have not the time. No, we have not the time. Um, but the Egyptians were huge fans of perfume, um, <laughs> and they used it for both ceremonial and beauty purposes because they thought that fragrance, 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 fragrance uh, was thought to be the sweat of the sun god Ra. Fragrances. Fragrances. Uh, which is a little bit gross, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, but a lot of things to do with perfume are gross, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to ambergris and civet cats and some other really disgusting things. I actually have a whole section. Here, I've marked as gross. Excellent. Yeah, so mm. that's, that'll be good. Um, they even have the Egyptians actually even had a god of perfume called Nephitim, who wore a headdress made of water lilies, um, which was one of the biggest perfume ingredients at the time. And we've um, archaeologists have discovered recipes and prescriptions for perfume making from ancient Egypt. Um, and if you were a king or anything like that, like a, a noble person in ancient Egyptian society, perfume was going to be part of your life. It was sort of you were basically smeared and scented oil at all times to keep you fragrant um but yeah so it's quite it's yeah you basically yeah it was really funny like you look at this and then they used to get all these different ingredients from different places to make these oils but they just smeared people in them you were just dripping with oil all the time so you smelled nice but you probably felt awful because i don't know if you've used perfume but you really only need a few drops yeah, of it you only need a little bit I'm just gonna coat myself in it yeah, yeah. and it was interesting because i was reading about that thing of like how um, you can smell the pharaoh coming from down the street <laughs> you know when you put on a smell and then you stop smelling it like i have perfume on yeah. this morning i can't mm. smell it anymore acclimatize yeah. to yourself do it. but apparently this is because your nose and your brain um there's like certain smells that your brain will identify as not harmful so once it smelled it for a while it's like actually that's really? that's not a harmful smell so like sometimes yeah you have you ever experienced this or there's somewhere you're like i can't get away from the smell it's such a bad smell and it just doesn't fade in the that same way that means it's a bad smell yeah it means it's a really bad smell like it's um petrol or something you yeah, know something you smell like that. yeah um interesting very interesting mm-hmm. what was i gonna ask I was going to ask something very po- yeah, poignant and incisive, but it's gone now. That's all right. Um, but anyway, if you were a poor person in ancient Egypt, you couldn't wear any nice fragrances. It was kind of divisive. Um, but um, what's really interesting about this is they actually imported a huge amount of perfume ingredients from Punt, or Punt. I don't know how you say it. P-U-N-T. Um, it's a region of Africa. Punt. Punt. Um, which specialised in aromatic woods and myrrh, so much that the perfume trade was actually like international relations in, in mm. Africa, um, in between um, between Punt and Egyptians, um, which was really, really big for both of the regions, this trade. It's kind of the equivalent of like the US and China striking a sandalwood deal. Like it was really, really big for the time. Mm-hmm. In, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um <laughs> We're going to move on to ancient Persia, Persia mm-hmm. and perfumes in Persia. Um, again, royal classes were the ones who were allowed to smell really nice. Because I always think this is funny, because whenever I look at like, and we're going to talk about medieval in a minute, but whenever I think about olden day times, you think people must have like really stunk. Because you, you know, it's funny you say that, but like, it wasn't that long ago, like the 1940s, people still probably stunk, stunk a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, at least in these places, like you'd stink, but then you'd be like throwing fragranted oils around your house or something. I don't know. People, did people do that? Just in the smashing 1940s? bottles yeah, of yeah, fragranted yeah, oil. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I suppose these people worked fields more often. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, exactly. They actually, they actually broke a sweat. These people. Um, but in in ancient Persia, it was obviously very common for kings and people like that to be wearing perfume, but also to be pictured with perfume bottles in Persian art. Um, there was uh, there's the legendary rulers um, Darius and Xerxes as shown in one um, painting sitting comfortably with their perfume bottles and holding perfume flowers in their hands just like sitting there like it's like it's like someone doing a Burberry ad that's also funny like yeah Persia by Xerxes Exactly, exactly that. Um, and they dominated the perfume. Persia do- dominated the perfume trade for hundreds of years because many people believe that actually they were the people who invented the distillation process that led to the discovery of base alcohols in perfumes. Um, and yes, yeah, so it's quite it's quite interesting. That's Persia. I'm now going to go to Rome. And what mm. would you assume about Rome and perfumes? Uh, they drank it and threw it back up, like in vomitoriums. That's what the Romans did, isn't it? <laughs> well, actually, apparently, um, in, in medieval times, you were encouraged to drink perfumes oh, for the same no. effect. Isn't no, no, that disgusting? No. no, no, no. You no. wouldn't do that today, though, because it is quite pricey and will probably make you quite ill. Um, actually, I had a really interesting fact about... You'd probably get a good buzz out of it, though. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Um, but I had a really interesting fact about um, Cleopatra, that she, that she apparently, she... Um, I'll find it in a minute, but mm-hmm. it was, yeah, and I'll find it in a minute. So oh, we're, we're headed to Rome. We're headed to Rome. So um, many, um, actually, a lot of ancient Greek and Roman perfume recipes have survived, um, inc- like Pliny the Elder, like all these kind of like ancient sort of scholars and writers and stuff, they actually wrote them down. Like this is good, this is great, this is one of my favourite perfume recipes kind of thing, right? Oh, um, yes, the most masculine of all pursuits, <laughs> writing down perfume recipes. <laughs> Exactly. And, and why why is that? It, why why are they different? Cologne and perfume, aren't they just all perfumed? Well actually apparently this is because um actually I know this. Cologne uh, men's skin is slightly more acidic than women's, which is why cologne has a slightly different um why are you trying to why are you trying not to laugh? It's no, not it just, a, it just didn't <laughs> you feel like you have a superpower you didn't have before. Yeah, I'm so acidic, acidic skin. So that means you have more basic skin. Oh yeah. <laughs> basic girls. Anyway. But yeah, so apparently that's why it's a bit it's a bit different and mm-hmm. perfume interacts differently with your skin which is quite an interesting fact um but anyway but they they kind of uh, they documented these things really well and there's actually um, a mural in a house in pompeii which shows the process of perfume making um first oil was made by pressing olives then ingredients like plant and wood were added to the oil using um sort of very meticulous measurements they were really excited about this they had like oh we've got a whole counting numbering system oh we've got brilliant mathematicians so they like pretty specific mm-hmm. right and then um and then the ingredients were left in this oil to steep for a very, very long time before the oil took on those scents and then those were sold. Um, and the world's oldest perfume factory was unearthed in Cyprus in 2007. It wasn't from 2007, though. Um, it Maybe was, BC. It was the, um, it was the mythological, um, which is actually the mythological home of Aphrodite, goddess of love. <laughs> and this probably wasn't a coincidence because the cult of Aphrodite's link to um, perfume meant that this was probably for making the temple smell nice and all the worshippers smell nice and putting the fragrance of love in the air um but um interestingly um it wasn't just for like fragrance wasn't for just for religious purposes in this time by a rough guess by about 100 ad romans were using 2800 tons of frankincense a year Mm. like they just loved this stuff um and this perfume was used in things like beauty products and public baths which is probably a good idea and um the soles of feet that you'd actually rub your feet with this stuff of course um, 
What else are you going to do with frankincense? Yeah, Give right? it to a baby? Yeah, but they just like, um, they use it everywhere. So, I think, is this just a counter because... Like, we can't actually get rid of all the animal poo that's around the streets of Rome, so we may as well just try and drown it out with more, like, you know, nice-smelling things. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's what they were trying to do, whether they did that successfully. Should we head to a song? We can head to a song, and then we're going to go to ancient China, medieval Uh, Europe, and I'm going to find my Cleopatra fact. Uh, So I tried to think of a perfumey song. This sort of works. Sort of? Sort of, I hope. Uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. (laughs) I knew you'd do this one. Yeah, You just knew. I knew, I knew. We'll be back after this.
Nirvana there smells like teen spirit for a man that probably never owned a bottle of cologne in his life, Kurt Cobain. Cruzan McCalligan in the studio. We're talking perfume, the history, and we have just been to ancient Rome by the pillars of the Colosseum, and now we jump over the Silk Road to ancient China. How was that? That was very good, actually. Yeah, that was good. So what did the Chinese um, know about well, perfume? Well, the ancient Chinese relationship with scent didn't really focus on body, but rather um, about a burning in- incense and fragrant material in special spaces. So history, um, the use of scent in Chinese society tended to emphasise that perfumes weren't originally considered like a cosmetic, but they were used for disinfection and purity, and it was believed that they could eliminate disease from rooms. Because in this carried on well into the 19th century, etc., that yep. uh, it was miasma, the smells in the air, caused you to be sick so if you smelt a bad smell oh you've got a bowler that's the one mm-hmm. that's very clever that you knew that fact that's a good fact mm. no good job just keep it in your back pocket you're coming uh. to my pub quiz team <laughs> um but uh, anyway so yes that's exactly it um and they um so they used to use these sorts of different things and but also the same ingredients they used in perfumes they were also using for medicines and foods and stuff like that um but it was known that the um the emperor uh, in the qing dynasty um was carried a perfume pouch year round um that was we, we call them bum bags but he, 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 he called it a perfume pouch he, he called it a perfume pouch okay. um and he that, that was meant to bring good luck um it was sort of stuffed with fragrant herbs and he kind of like carried around this little pouch of things and i don't know a lot of emperors and like smelling nice it's like whereas today no one would be like so you know um obama what's the cologne of choice for the president he probably you know? smells like cigarettes doesn't he oh. and stress <laughs> and stress um, you could smell it on him you could smell the stress on him but that is a thing you know if, if you can afford to and you're the only person in the realm that can afford to smell nice why wouldn't you and yeah. it sets you apart yeah um but anyway uh, so medieval europe mm-hmm one of the most smelly times in history. What a time to be alive. (laughs) But if you were anybody in Europe from the 1200s to the 1600s, you carried a pomander, a ball of scented materials kept inside a very nice little open case which was meant to ward off infection and keep the air around you clean. Um... And again, as you said, miasma, this is something that medieval Europeans also believed. They thought that bad air could make you sick. So they used to just carry these little baubles and wave them around and stuff like that. I don't think it was very effective, Mm. but, you know placebo effect um, meanwhile you're just like hanging out with rats in your house or whatever it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah um but the um the whole idea about portable perfume seemed to have popped up in the middle ages after the crusaders who went to holy wars in arabia came back with all the written perfume recipes of their conquests um and even though the idea of personal oil-based perfumes didn't really catch on yet they discovered that civet castor musk Ambergris, 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 I think you say it, and um, other animal products made great bases for scents, and they carried scent bags or sachets to perfume their clothes. Um, now, the gross part? Gross part. We're into the gross part. Can't wait. So, ambergris, you would know of. Would you know what ambergris is? No. Oh, okay. So, ambergris is whale vomit. Well, that's what it's colloquially known as. Colloquial. Well, the kids are calling it these that's days. That's what the, the kids are calling it this way. Um, it's one of the most valuable raw materials in perfume. Um, the ingredient has a smell that's described as aquatic and sweet after time has passed and the product has broken down a little bit. Okay? So it doesn't smell like, like uh, you know, 
Saturday morning at the pub or whatever, you know, the <laughs> no, carpets, the carpets of the pub. Apparently not. Um, but it also, um, so it's produced in the intestines of sperm whales. And um, it's, have you never read any of these amazing stories? Like a, like a little boy was walking down like the beach in Wales. And like, it's one of those things where whales don't get confused with the actual whale. So we're talking mm-hmm. about the UK. <laughs> and he finds this like weird looking rock with his dad. And he's like six years old. He's like, what's this weird looking rock, dad? And he's like, oh, let me just Google it. And then, um, it's ambergris. It's whale vomit. And it was worth about 67,000 pounds. Like so, I mean, obviously they don't keep sperm whales in captivity to to harvest the vomit. No, do no, they? no. So this is the thing. This has been happening for a really long time. And actually, I tried to find out who originally started using. Okay, point backtrack a little bit. It's now illegal in the U.S. to use ambergris in perfumes right. because of the sperm whale's protected status. However, in places like France, it's a free for all, and they still use this product. But you need the whale alive to. You do, but you can't create it nobody really knows why this happens with the whale basically one well theory- you go out with the lads you have a few <laughs> drinks is it is it, i can just imagine in the 1600s they just go out looking for a whale and then just hold a bucket in front of it come on come on come on barry into the bucket well apparently what it is is it's like um and this is the other funny thing is people like whale vomit already sounds gross enough but actually what a lot of whale experts have said is that basically what happens is like whales will eat like giant squids and then squids have got the little beaks right and then the beaks don't digest very well so what happens is in their intestines the whale produces a substance that kind of wraps the beak up in this big mucousy globule and then it will pass the big mucousy globule and mm. whereas people used to think it used to vomit it it's now emerged that it comes out the other end oh so yeah. it's whale poop yeah so it's it's basically giant balls of kind of whale waste product and but um, it smells fantastic Bruce. <laughs> well no apparently it doesn't smell that fantastic when you first come across it fresh it would probably smell like whale poop but um but it's it's been this ingredient that people have used in perfumes for years and years and years and actually in herman melville's moby dick um there's a sentence that says fine ladies and gentlemen should regale themselves with an essence found in the inglorious bowels of a sick whale uh, which is <laughs> which is um an interesting sentence but so ambergris is has been used and lots of different cultures have used it as well so for like example in um in in mid- ancient middle eastern culture people used to ingest it because they think thought it meant made you more virile in um ch- ancient chinese culture they used to call it dragon spittle fragrance so people have just been finding these giant floating lumps of whale waste and been using it for different things and someone was like i think it'll actually make perfume stick better to the skin for some reason i like to think Yep. I like to think that they were using it for for so long and then they found out where it actually came from and it was too late to turn back. <laughs> but, no, we're hooked on it now. We're hooked. I don't want to use I it. I think you're probably right there, yeah. actually. But there's other disgusting things that um, people have been using, especially in medieval Europe and still, to, you know, unfortunately more recent history. Um, things, for example, musk, which is um, a secretion from the musk pod of the male musk deer. Um, Where is the musk pod located? Musk pod is, um, <laughs> which is oh. an, it's an organ used for marking territory. We'll say that much. Oh, um, the civet um, is when people use civet extracts in things. The civet it's actually a liquid from the anal glands of civet cats that people have been putting into perfumes. Um, castor is made from the scent glands of the of beavers, and as I mentioned, ambergris is big, oily, gross, grey lumps of digestive. Muck, but it smells great, doesn't but it? But it smells, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but but we don't need that now because we have a lot of synthetic things as well. So um, we have this idea that now today, modern manufacturers, um, it's obviously a huge business, um, and 
there's all these different like giant firms that make today so once upon a time it'd be like perfumers you know people who've like trained their nose and they distilled the oils and all these things and now we have companies like Firminic, IFF, Giverdown and Simrise like like proper like corporate mm, not quite Persia by companies. Companies, is it? Yeah. no no exactly um, but these sort of, they make aroma chemicals and this is extremely profitable business as one could imagine because obviously perfume is quite expensive this is another thing that when people like coco say a woman who doesn't wear perfume has no future it's like well a woman who doesn't wear perfume might be spending her money on more important things coco just frankly okay oh, that coco chanel that coco. you give um, her what for yeah <laughs> um but actually uh they think uh, the name perfume we haven't talked about the name perfume apparently the name comes from the latin um profumum which means um through smoke um which was originally reserved for the gods um but the thing was that the, what essentially the gods wanted the rank blood smoke smell of sacrifice victims mm, and, that's so, a nice smell. and so Oaky. the more mm. fragrant the offering we were burning for them it was to disguise the smell from us not to make the gods happy so we didn't have to hear we didn't have to smell the blood of our sacrificed victims it's quite it's actually quite morbid considering they're like a spritz of perfume and you're like literally it's it was originally the name came from you know how do we disguise this this burning corpse um i found my cleopatra facts by the way lay it on us um it's just that apparently cleopatra used gallons and gallons and in in historical records she just talk about it, it. of perfume oil to seduce julius caesar they said like so like yeah like, oh he was it wasn't his fault she was using a lot of perfumed oil i couldn't help myself judge i couldn't yeah. help myself yeah but um yeah i've got one quote we can finish on if you like but you don't like the quotes you don't like the quotes no, no, usually no, this one i don't mind this one i don't mind actually mm-hmm. oh firstly but talk just one last fact mm-hmm. why perfume actually affects us um we don't really know. We don't really understand a lot of the things around why smells affect us, except for, like, obviously things that are harmful, things that are convey, like, okay, this person is scared or this person is, I don't know, on the heat. Like, these, like, evolutionary <laughs> things we're supposed to be able well, to sense in other people. They might have missed the bathroom or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Um, but apparently we know that the um, the odour of vanilla... Do you like the smell of vanilla? Love it, yeah. yeah see, m- a lot of people do. It's almost universally beloved um, because it's very close to a milky breast, the smell mm. of vanilla. So there's some evolutionary thing going on there. <laughs> milky breast. And also apparently sandalwood smells very close to testosterone, um, which is always very odd because actually apparently men prefer the smell of sandalwood more than women do. It's just so, a yeah. manly thing to enjoy. It's a manly thing to enjoy. Um, which is... I suggested perhaps a, a good audio column is pheromones, pheromones why we are yeah. drawn to certain scents and yeah. etc. Have you ever been drawn to someone because of their scent? Um, no, I've been repelled by someone because <laughs> of their scent. Um, that works no, too. I think it's just nice when someone smells clean. Clean. But like certain smells, it's like it's not just like a clean. cologne. It's like you know, like a natural smell because yeah, like, we have natural. Yeah, I think we just, do. You know, like you shower, obviously, but yeah. um, just your natural scent. Yeah. But I don't think you're always really conscious of it. I don't think anyone arrives home and goes. <laughs> My mother is home. Brother is home. Like no one does that. But, Dogs do. But. but you can you can go to someone's house and their house will smell a certain way, and you're oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know why it smells so bad. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I've always been worried that my house smells like a mixture of like dogs and soup. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> I come to your house and I want to tell you what yours smells like. All right, um, the last, final quote to finish on is from Gian Ugioni, um, who was actually a perfume maestro, who said, "The gods create the odors; the men manufacture the perfumes." I was like, okay. To be honest, yeah. I think he had a horse in this race. Though. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in, Cruz. You're welcome, Judge. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on, and I can't wait to have you again. Yeah, smell you later. Uh, yeah, that was really bad. on my honour, so he deserved it. But we're talking about the most brilliant mind this world has ever seen. See, 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 see.
And they feed on insecurities I have Won't you lay your healing hands on my chest That your ritual clean Soak the ropes with your holy water Tie me down as you read out the words Set me free Steel there, send them off. You're listening to the Juice. Big thanks to Cruzanne McCalligan. Got a caller on the line. I'm going to attend to that in just a moment. Until then, here's some Robert Williams. I think he goes by Robbie now, actually. Love my life. I'm getting 
Listening to the juice on Radio Three, Danny Hicks still coming up after eleven. Here's some Eric Clapton. Cocaine. Oh, my God. 
Cars broken down? Find a registered vehicle maintenance workshop to fix it. What makes a registered workshop different from others? It has registered vehicle mechanics, a proper maintenance area, and is willing to comply with the practice guidelines. A registration sign issued by the EMSD should be displayed at the workshop for easy recognition, so that you know the workshop is a good choice for reliable vehicle maintenance. Choose a registered workshop to ensure reliable vehicle maintenance. For details, please visit the EMSD website.
same got danny hicks with sport coming up soon your weather forecast for today sunny periods moderate easterly winds occasionally fresh at first the outlook mild tomorrow windier and slightly cooler in the following couple of days 22 degrees at the observatory 76 percent relative humidity news up next stay tuned team and raise the seasonal flu vaccine subsidy to 190 dollars per dose 
pregnant women, elderly people aged 65 years or above, children aged 6 months to under 12 years, persons with intellectual disability and disability allowance recipients can get a subsidized vaccination from enrolled private doctors. For details, please call the Department of Health hotline on 2125-2125. John Mayer, Love on the Weekend. 
Danny Hicks is in the studio. Apparently, he's on mic Morning. three this week. This, this week, we've swapped the mics around. Apparently, have we? Well, the other one's just there. Oh, it's mic three. Yeah. All right. I, I never. I'll never look. Actually. Well, okay. We don't worry I about the, the technical te- side. The technical stuff is up to you. I just talk, as people may have noticed over the years. Um, FA Cup third round this weekend. Yeah, we're well into 2017. The sporting year uh, hasn't slowed down. FA no. Cup. Well, it doesn't slow down, does it? And this time of year is particularly busy. FA Cup third round. We've got the tennis season in Asia and Australia is in full swing. We've got you know, women's final up the road in Shenzhen today. We've got... Uh, myriad tournaments going on in the build-up to the Australian Open, of course, which we'll talk about more next week because we're, we're just over a week away from the first Grand Slam of the year, the Australian also, Open. Also, there's going to be a knight playing in that, isn't there? A knight of the realm playing in the Australian Open. Yeah, yeah. And, well, <laughs> I, think, I think I've had my say on that. Um, uh, I, I don't agree with, with you know, being knighted for doing your job. Um, let's yeah, let's cross that bridge when it to comes. play tennis and win tennis matches. Um, and, he, and he gets paid handsomely for in, it. In the same New Year's honours list, uh, a member of the Dan- the last remaining member of the Dam Busters squadron, who is now ninety five years old, who went whose bravery uh, went a long way to winning the Second World War uh, and and freeing us from tyranny in Europe, uh, got a knighthood in the same honours list. He was a real hero he deserves it uh, Andy Murray got it for winning a tennis match um, yep at a high standard but winning a tennis match I, I, mm. perhaps we should leave it there anyway um, FA Cup FA Cup third round and it's already kicked off as, as happens in these days of televised matches all over the place um, last night West Ham uh, all Premier League clash West Ham United at their new London stadium the former Olympic stadium which you're not a fan of and they aren't either, really, are they? They lost 5-0 to Man City, their heaviest home FA Cup defeat in history. And this is a team that's got quite a storied FA Cup history, West Ham. They've won it a few times. And uh, <sighs> 5-0 at home to Man City. Uh, Yaya Toure started off uh, for City with a penalty. A uh, bit of a soft penalty, but we'll hear about that in a minute. Um, and an own goal from West Ham, of all things. Uh, David Silva... Sergio Aguero back on the score sheet after a bit of a lean patch. For um, him at least. Yeah. yeah, for him. He's had some injury and suspension issues. And uh, anyway, he's back scoring. And then uh, John Stones, the defender, popping up with a fifth six minutes from time. And a uh, comprehensive win for Man City, who needed a confidence boost. They've um, been a bit indifferent, haven't they, their form? I'm not saying you know, they've, they've been playing badly, but they haven't quite got the results. And there's been some question marks over Pep and his... Pep Guardiola, the, the manager, and his new uh, his kind of new lineup, and then, uh, who he's been picking, who he hasn't been picking, and uh, you know, they slipped to fourth. They were top of the Premier League at one stage. They slipped to fourth now with Tottenham's win over Chelsea midweek, um, which ended Chelsea's unbeaten run. Tottenham now going on a on a on a winning run. I think five in a row. Um, interesting, up to third. Uh, Man City for, um, and Arsenal pushed out the top four down to fifth. So all looking for a bit of a confidence boost in the in the FA. Cup and, and Pep Guardiola's first match ever in the FA Cup. He put out a strong side, and um, well, he said, you know, he got the result he wanted, obviously, but it more important was it's given the players some belief. Yeah, what is important to win away is not easy in West Ham in the cup in the first in the first round. Uh, but I would like to hopefully can help us to to make our players believers that they are good enough to 
to play every game in try, but I would like involve our fans and the people in Manchester City, and they can believe that we are good. So and uh, and I don't know what happened in the past, but uh, so we are a good guys. So they all the season run a lot, fight a lot, playing good. Sometimes <laughs> playing good, but uh, they have to believe. They have to believe they are able to to compete uh, wherever and wherever team. So there we are, you know, they have to believe. Uh, so obviously there's been some confidence issues there. I mean, that's what you, you get through the, the, the pitch in English and the accent. Um, what you're saying, there's been some confidence issues and 5-0 and away from home against a team like West Ham, a fellow Premier League side, is going to do them no harm whatsoever and it's going to make them believe that they can compete at the, the highest level and they, they deserve to be there. And um, it's interesting, isn't it? With team packed with superstars like that, like the Aguero's and the Silvers and the Yaya Touris and so on. Some of them he doesn't see eye to eye on, like uh, Yaya Touris. Yeah, well, he's brought him back in, hasn't he? And he's been scoring and he's been he's been back. I mean, the point was that uh, Yaya, he's a big unit, uh, as they say. And uh, he came back uh, for pre season training and he was even bigger than he should have been. So. Um, Basically, told him to go away and get fit. And as soon as he did get fit and he was training like he should, he got him. He put him back in the squad. He put him back. In. A little apology as well for something his agent said, which is another story. But um, he must be pleased. He's, he's you know, Yaya's. He, he stepped up, hasn't he? And he, he scored two goals on his first game back against Crystal Palace a little while ago. And he he keeps putting in the performances now. And I think we all know from Manchester City's title-winning sides in the past, uh, he was a linchpin in midfield. Toure scores goals. He's big, he's strong, he defends well. You know, he's, yeah, he's that, that old cliche, box-to-box player, but um, a fit and fire in Yaya Toure gives them something else because they've, the, they've got the creativity, they've got the David Silvers, who, you know, he's a little magician, isn't he, on the ball, and they've got Aguero to score the goals, and, the, and if he's not doing it, you know, they've got this young kid, Iheanacho, and a few others... And Nolito, who's who's on the bench, but it seems to whenever he comes on, seems to score the new signing from Spain this year. So um, seems to have the firepower, and, it, and as as Pep said, he just, they just need the belief, and th- and that's going to go a long way to giving them belief. Unfortunately for West Ham, you know, it's another big reverse at this in their new stadium, and you know, fans were leaving soon after three 0 down at half time, and fans were voting for their feet pretty soon after the break which coming from diehard West Ham fans you wouldn't think uh, yeah and there's kind of a lack of atmosphere there it's not really bedded in I mean we've talked about this earlier in the season and um, you know it didn't help that that the opening goal was a was a slightly controversial penalty but Bilic wasn't having anything of that he he was more concerned with the way his players reacted after going 1-0 down if he gave the penalty it was a penalty right Uh, maybe soft one but but uh, not a great challenge from our player there. Yeah, but then it's not only penalty. After the penalty, we we conceded a couple of more goals. What is important the most is that uh, after the first goal, we start to chase them all over the pitch, and then uh, and then in those ten fifteen minutes, we conceded two more, and it was it was basically all over for us. Uh, well, in, uh, individually, we gave enough. We we gave everything, but uh, as a team, it wasn't it wasn't good enough. It, yeah, it's not good enough. Uh, very blunt there. Blunt assessment. I've always been very disappointed. Slavon Bilic, they're the manager, and just see a little bit, uh, 
not knowing what to say really about his team sort of becoming headless chickens as soon as they went 1-0 down. He said, you know, they started chasing them all over the pitch. Scoreboy stuff really and yeah, against a team like Man City, they, you know, you start chasing the ball, they're going to they're going to utilize the space you're leaving and uh, and they they're going to they're going to finish you off and that's exactly what they did. Um it's, it's difficult for West Ham, you know, they're not really in relegation trouble in the Premier League. They haven't had enough results, but you know, you can get dragged down into it and um they're not getting the results they need at home, and and when, you know, they had, a, they, we thought they turned the corner a couple of weeks ago. They had a good result against. They lost in the last minute to Man United, but very very good performance with ten men. And yet they go, here they are against Man City at home, probably hoping for a good cup run, and boom, you're out of the cup, and it's only the league now, um, and not great for first season at that stadium, and and would be a disaster if they went down. Um, not that they're in danger of going down at the moment. I think you know they're 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 much bigger candidates to go down in terms of Swansea, who probably you know they look terrible at the moment. Watford are going to get dragged into it. They've had a terrible run. Palace are not out of it. You know Sunderland. I think they're probably best equipped out of the teams down there to get out of it. But you know it's not beyond the realms of possibility they could get sucked into it in a sort of position that kind of Leicester are finding themselves, you know, just a few points above the relegation zone and looking over their shoulder all the time. And um, they don't look best equipped to deal with the pressure. And they're going to lose a lot of players now to the African Cup of Nations. So it's, you know, it's problems on problems for Billich. And um, you kind of fear for West Ham a little bit. Absolutely, mate. Let's head to a song and uh, we'll come back. We've got fixtures coming up as well. Yeah, obviously a big round, round of 32, the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, Big teams against little teams. We'll have a look at them, try and pick the bones out of the best of them after this. You've got some madness coming up, who I heard were uh, going to be at the Sevens next year. They are going to be at the Sevens. We're all looking forward to that. I think you'll we? be front row, mate. You'll be oh. in the South Stand. Unbelievable. We'll be Can't back wait. after this. Can't wait. Drive up to Maswell Hill 
Danny Hicks in the studio, mate. Yeah, third round of the FA Cup. As you say, it's, a, it's the round where the big boys come in, the Premier League and the Championship sides to join the uh, the lesser lights of English football. Always a great weekend of football. Always a few upsets. Um, I say the draw hasn't been kind to the to the remaining non-league clubs in that they haven't, you know, they they're itching to get that big glamour tie at Old Trafford or Anfield or White Lane or somewhere, <laughs> aren't they? Gets to one of the big clubs and get their big payday in there. You know, they're 15 minutes of fame. Hasn't happened this year. No no minnows drawn against uh, the big boys. But uh, we've got Eastleigh of the uh, Southern League. They're playing at Brentford. Uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon, 11 o'clock tonight. Our time. Fleetwood Town at Bristol City. Um, and AFC Wimbledon. Remember them when they were Wimbledon and not the MK Dons and, and uh, the, the crazy gang and they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup final. I remember David Beckham scoring a sensational goal well, against them. It's a funny one, this, because this is a South London derby, like, massive. Playing Sutton United, who are basically next door in South London, Sutton and AFC Wimbledon. Sutton United famously knocked Coventry City out of the FA Cup in the third round when Coventry City were the cup holders having been Tottenham in the 87 final and the 1988 uh, great final that was not for me I was behind the goal and watched the the third goal go in in extra time for Coventry they won 3-2 David Pleats Tottenham I could talk you through that game for hours but I won't Um, (laughs) but uh, Sutton United then went and knocked Coventry out the FA Cup um, non-league side Sutton Sutton United in the third round and Coventry were the holders and that was sensational the following year well Sutton um Against Wimbledon this afternoon, it's one that's caught my eye. And, uh, you know, possible upsets. Watford in poor form at the moment uh, at home to Burton Albion. Um, maybe we'll they, go for a Burton there. They're doing quite um, well in the championship. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, um, you know, Watford aren't? <laughs> aren't doing very well, are they, at the moment in uh, the Premier League? Um, Bristol City against Fleetwood Town, um, as I said. And, you know, you're looking for a few... There's quite a few... Um, all Premier League clashes, um, but nothing really that flies you out. Everton v Leicester, probably the best of those, three o'clock this afternoon. Um, and in most years, this would be an all Premier League 
clash Tottenham v Aston Villa tomorrow night at midnight our time but uh, Aston Villa of course relegated last season so um, it's not but Aston Villa will be looking they'll be up for that and trying to get one over Spurs championship side now Aston Villa and, uh, but uh, you've got to say Spurs have, are looking very good especially at home this season but it's a question of which you know put out a weakened side play a few of the kids thinking it's a walk in the park Villa go out with nothing to lose and you can see Tottenham getting turned over in that one so uh, I might not stay up till midnight for that I might, <laughs> I might just wake up and gingerly look at the score in the morning uh, and hope Spurs have got through and then similarly Chelsea at home to Peterborough United tomorrow you know Peterborough always a you know a third fourth tier club never occasionally a slightly higher than that but never do much but again Chelsea you know we might just, might, they got might one just eye, slip up at home you know one eye on the prize yeah, yeah one eye on on, on, on the Premier league. league thing it's been a tough Christmas programme they've played a lot of games rest a few put a few kids in and, and, and also tomorrow Liverpool get at home to Plymouth Argyle quite a trip up from the West Country that Plymouth um, Liverpool those are the sort of games where you you might see an upset because you think well, they might just they might just rest a few of those, those clubs in the top three, four in the league. Uh, anyway, we kick off today eight thirty tonight our time. Uh, Manchester United at home to Reading. Uh, Reading, of course, uh, former Premier form, League side. Former Premier League side. Um, and again, you know, what does Jose do? Does he does he stick or does he twist? Does he does he rest a few players with an eye on the Premier League because they're in sixth place? They're only sort of th- three points off uh, fifth, and and you know they they're pushing. They're on a good run. Or do you, as a manager, decide? Well, I need to keep the good run going, so I'm going to put out my best, my full strength side. It's intriguing how that how the managers approach this, but uh, a lot, a lot of interesting games. Accrington, Stanley v Luton, Barrow v Rochdale. There you go, the big one. And Millwall, a couple of couple of my former teams that I keep an eye on. Uh, Millwall, because uh, I was born just down the road from their ground at the old den there. Um, Millwall, home to Bournemouth. Uh, as people will know, I, I used to be the sports editor down in Bournemouth many years ago when they, when they were a rubbish side. So he said, as soon as I left, they got good. Um, <laughs> Something about that. But uh, Bournemouth, of course, Premier League side now. But uh, potential, potential banana skin there at Millwall. And uh, Norwich, former Premier League side, again, at home to Southampton. And Southampton not having a great run at the moment. Maybe a little upset there. So plenty to chew on. I won't go through all 32 fixtures, or 31 remaining after last night, because it'd be a bit of a mouthful. But um, have a look down the fixture list. Uh, widely available via Tinterweb, as usual. And uh, uh, choose your ones you want to follow. Um, uh, but uh, great weekend always. They're bound to be an upset. Bound to be a great story. You know, bound to be the guy who was a postman last week, popping up and scoring a winning goal. That's what it's all about. I think his yeah, name's Jamie Vardy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, that's what we love about the Premier League. I mean, what else is happening in sport? Well, China have been at it again, haven't they? And another Chelsea player heads to Tianjin this time. It's uh, John Mikel Obi, Nigerian international, former Nigerian international. He's off on a free transfer and probably a massive pay packet off to China as well. So um, transfer window open. Not nothing. No record-breaking transfers this week. Amazingly, but only a, you know tens of tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, don't hold your breath. And uh, in the cricket, Pakistan are holding on against Australia at the moment. Um, six down against Australia uh, with a ridiculous four hundred odd to to win and just trying to bat out for a draw. But it's only. Uh, the middle session on the f- on the final day, so uh, they've got a long way to go. And you think Australia are going to sweep that series three 0 So Australia looking good after you know getting 
they've the, you know big sea changes after the, the Australia after losing the South Africa, didn't they? Losing the series of South Thank Africa. Thank you, David Warner. Uh, yeah, swept a load of the old guard out, brought in these 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 youngsters, and they, and fair play to them. You know, we didn't know who they were, Renshaw and Hanscom, people like that. But they're scoring runs, they're scoring centuries, they're standing up and. And it uh, looks like they're going to sweep the series, so that'll be four tests in a row. I mean, lost five in a row. They're going to win four in a row, including the last against South Africa. And then they go off to India, um, where it won't be to quite get so tailed easy. up. Yeah, yeah probably um, just to knock the wind out of their sails. And uh, India, of course, Mahendra Singh Dhoni has stood down finally as the one-day and T20 captain this week, uh, having taken them to World Cup wins in both of those short formats and uh, Virat Kohli has now been named overnight as the captain in all three formats for India and England starting a one day and T20 series in India uh, later later this month uh, next week in fact on the 15th and um, you know, and then Australia to follow. So the cricket is coming thick and fast. And one other little story, just to mention, that's happened overnight. Uh, Formula One team Manor, unfortunately, gone back into administration. And it looks like curtains for them. They had a goal with their investors who bought them out of administration when they were Mauricia, uh, of finishing 10th uh, in the Constructors' Championship. They finished 11th and last after getting picked by Sauber, who finally got some points in, in Brazil last year. And that is a difference of kind of $10 million I mean, dollars or so in prize money. And that is the fine line. And that means they've gone back in into debt and into administration and it looks like they're going to be wound up. So it looks like the end is knife for man and we may only have 10 Formula 1 teams on the grid come the start of the season in Melbourne in, well, just a couple of months' time now. It's not cheap, Formula 1. No, it's not cheap. And it'd be a shame because they're... Uh, they've gone through the mill, haven't they? First as Manor and then as Mauricia, Mauricia Manor, now back as Manor. Seem to be doing all right. Um, we're, we're scoring some regular points and, um, like I say, just ended up finishing last in the championship and fine lines and, and it's a cutthroat world Formula 1. All they need they? to do is come second last, not they last. Were, yeah, yeah, and um, that, that math, that's cost them, in terms of prize money in the ch- Constructors' Championship, it's cost them around... Uh, it's hard to pin down the exact prize money with Formula One the way it is, but it's cost them around somewhere between ten and fifteen million dollars. Uh, that that one slip and, and the penultimate Grand Prix result, basically, where Sauber finished in the points in ninth and tenth, their two cars managed to pit Manor, and it means Manor may be no more. So uh, a few more drivers on the market. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Formula One near the start of the season, but uh, I think that's a real shame for the British team there. Mate, thanks so much for coming in. No worries. Plenty more sport next week. We'll see yeah, you again. Yeah, lots going on. I say we'll have a good look at the Australian Open, which will be kicking off uh, a week on Monday.
Like it, like it. So much so that it has its own show. I like it. Rock Solid with Radio 3's resident rockaholic Todd Harding every Saturday evening from 8 p.m. There's an old man laying down in the flames 
Everything, everything, get to heaven there, off their album, Get to Heaven. Uh, you're listening to The Juice. Big thanks to Danny Hicks for coming in, talking all things football. He'll be back next week to discuss sport. Plenty more to come on the show, including our man Travi J, back from his travels to the east, or the west, I guess, uh, back from the US. Uh, we're going to be doing the community calendar after 12. Can't wait for that. Here's some Imani with Silver Lining. There is always a silver lining Let's start those who know what it is We think that we need everything That love is found in the wrong kind of dreams There's always time to ask for help There's always space to find your ways Sometimes you wait for the storms ahead And sometimes you hide or you run away Because we're afraid of losing We have lost the meaning of sharing But with love there is something to win Today might not be as hard as it seems There's always room to make mistakes Not always time 
under the influence of drugs is dangerous and may result in severe injuries or even fatalities in traffic accidents. Consult your doctor and read instructions carefully before taking any drugs or medicine. If in doubt, don't drive. Those who drive under the influence of drugs are liable to a maximum fine of $25,000 and three years imprisonment. They will be disqualified from driving, incur 10 driving offense points, and will also be required to attend a driving improvement course.
up on Melancholy Hill, that was The Gorillas. You're listening to The Juice, time for some more new music. This one by the band The Shins. They've been teasing their next album since about early last year, actually, so they've been taking their sweet time with it. However, they're ready to release some more new music. Their new album is called Heartworms. It'll be out in a couple months. Here's their second single off it. It's called Name For You, The Shins. Ask you a question Cause I know that you're 
We've got the news coming up, and then afterwards, a return guest, Travi J. Hey, hey, hey. Good to have you back. It, it soothes the cockles of my heart <laughs> to have you back, my friend. Good to be here. This next one by the XX off their forthcoming album, I See You, which is coming out next week. It's the XX, Say Something Loving. Service 
Say something loving. An action-packed song for an action-packed day, Judd. Thanks, Travi. <laughs> hey, no problem. <laughs> Weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. Sunny periods in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight, moderate easterly winds. The outlook, mild tomorrow with windier and slightly cooler temperatures in the following couple of days. 22 degrees Celsius up at the observatory, 72% relative humidity we got Travi J coming up with the Kong Unity calendar. Been a couple weeks. Uh, he's been on some travels. Gulliver's Tales. I can't wait to get to them. News coming up as well. Stay tuned to The Juice. Another hour of action coming up next. It's a wide variety of courses for women who are interested in lifelong learning. Students are empowered to face challenges in daily life with a positive mindset, which enables them to lead a more fruitful life. Courses taught in English in Putonghua are now available. For program details, please call 2915-2380. Radio Free. I got my first real six-string. My fingers bled Was it summer of 69? Me and some guys from school Had a band and we tried real hard Jimmy quit, Jody got married Should've known we'd never get far 
The Summer of 69, an ominous uh, so- song. That was, a, that was a, a great summer. <laughs> was it? Yeah, loved it. The Summer of Love, as oh, they say. There you go. No. <laughs> Travi J, J, you're in the studio. Uh, yeah, you back. Went away, you went away for Christmas? How was That's it? That's right. Uh, it was good. Went to the US for about three weeks or so and uh, had a good time with friends and family. Um, saw a sweet NFL game, which I actually... Uh, saw on, I think, ESPN or NFL.com, uh, ranked it as the number one game of the regular season. There you go. I was there. Do you think you... Did you get on camera? You were, uh, the, you were, the, no. you were the shirtless guy painted yellow and black, head to toe, right? <laughs> no, it was, I wasn't that uh, animated. It was uh, it was kind of cold, so I wasn't going to be shirtless <laughs> at, at an outdoor venue in Pittsburgh in, in uh, December. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Um, you know, went around D.C., good, good times all around. But, uh, unfortunately... We can't all afford to go to the east coast of America as much as we'd be dying to. That's right. So what we have to do is we have to make the most of what we have on offer here in Hong Kong, and which is quite a bit. And we have uh, some fun events coming up this week in this week's edition of the Community Calendar. Theme pending. Theme, theme would, would is come pending. in right there normally. But <laughs> if we had one. Yep. So let's uh, let's get into it, huh? And these are some fun events that uh, anyone can do during the week. And uh, actually, these first two are the freebies for the week. And they Excellent. both happen today. So start get, get your shoes on now. Get dressed. Get out of bed. And uh, here comes some fun free events. Put on some pants, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> what are you? Some sort of slob? Uh, Ultimate Frisbee 101 and 201 at Sun Yat-sen Memorial Park today, starting from 3 p.m. It's coming up real soon. Uh, so what is Ultimate 101? This is a fun, energetic, and educational day of Frisbee action. I mean, do you know about Ultimate Frisbee? I have Jed? played Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, I don't know. What, I, I don't remember what the rules are. I remember I think I played in uh, um, like middle school or something. It, it's a little bit like rugby where you got to get the ball from one end to the other. The Frisbee. It's, but this time... <laughs> it's not a ball. It's a floating plastic disc. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, and this is going to sound incredibly feminine of me, um, but the, 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 one time, the one times I did play it, <laughs> I like broke my nail. <laughs> oh no! So I went to catch it and it just it just shattered it my nail. It seems like that would be a common injury in ultimate frisbee. It's a it's a dangerous. Or sport. as the people who actually play it, they just call it ultimate. Yeah, they don't even say frisbee. Uh, I can't even look at a frisbee now without. So this wincing. is good if you're a first time. You attend the 101 class for beginners, and then uh, the ultimate 201 is geared toward players who have played for at least a year and can make uh, their basic backhand and forehand throws. And know some about offense and defense. So they got, they got you know, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, there's something for everyone. And this is a free event, again, at Sun Yat-sen Memorial Park today at 3 p.m. Uh, if you haven't played before, just go see what it's all about Honestly, it's, have fun throwing a frisbee. It's very fun. You don't need to be, like, super fast or super fit. Although, a little bit tiring, but uh, no, it is a lot of fun. So yeah. go check it out. And it's free. And uh, Did we mention it's free? What's your beach toy of choice? My what? Beach toy of choice. Are you, when you go to the beach, are you reaching for that frisbee? Are you packing it along? Actually, you know, there's a big trend. I think it was a big 2016, maybe 2015 trend. The Wobobo. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, I thought you were you were going to mention the Wobobo, which is like the new beach toy where you skip it off the water, the ball that, that bounces on oh, the water. Oh, nice. No, I was going to say those big inflatable things you'd fall into. Oh, right. The, the unicorn I've seen a lot, and that thing is so impractical, and it's impossible to get on when you're in the water. Yeah, right. The in the in the ads, in the ads, they make it look so easy to inflate. It's not. <laughs> it's an, it's a to, nightmare. You need gale force winds to inflate it. You gotta hope that you packed along your uh, electronic inflator. What's your, uh, your, what, your air compressor. What's your pool toy of choice? Uh, American football this summer. I went out and bought one, and we've been chucking that around. Throwing the pig skin around. Pretty friggin' fun. Is that halal or? 
Um, I believe it's it's some sort of a composite. Uh, I don't. I believe it would be halal because it's synthetic material. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. As long as it's kosher, that's what we like. Yeah, it's got to be kosher. Uh, we're, we're pretty close to Hanukkah here. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on, shall we? Yes. The next free event, if it's a ultimate frisbee, isn't necessarily your thing. Maybe something where you, you're not going to be running around quite as much. But fun nonetheless. We have Hoopy New Year, Hoop and Flow Jam at uh, Kuntong Promenade today at 4:30 p.m. Uh, this is a hoop dance event, so kind of if you if you're into hula hooping, so it's like hula hooping basically. Yeah, but it's in it's uh, you know incorporate incorporating it into a dance. Can you hula hoop, John? I have not the hips for it, Travi. Yeah, apparently I don't either. I've tried, but I just can't get it to. To See, work. And the problem is, if, if if we were like born in the 30s, and, and we came, you know... Oh, we that, would look like such chumps. Because that's the only thing you can do back then. That's right. That and syphilis the, is the, the, the only two in, entain, entertainments that you have. Yeah, so, uh, you, you know, you go to this event, you'll be spinning and dancing with uh, the hoop to create infinite fun and amazing visual effects somehow. They must have some specialized, maybe, uh, like, glowing or light-up hoops. Yeah, if they put, like, a TV monitor on the hula hoop, so while you're, yeah. you know, you can just do it and then watch TV. Well, it says Grace will bring her handmade hoops, so uh, thanks to Grace for, for getting things together and creating some cool hoops for everyone to try out. And it's open to all hoopers and newbies that want to experience hoop dance. Um, I love that the collective term, all hoopers. Yeah. All the hoopers out hoopers, there. You know. Oh, I've been a diehard like hooper. I've been a diehard hooper for 20 years yeah. now. Yeah. No, this is not a teaching class. This is this is a jam. This is free for all. That's right. Uh, so don't expect them to necessarily uh, take you under their wing. But uh, get get involved. Get involved. Have a good time with a free flow, free flow hoop jam. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay. Sounds good. What yeah. was that again? Sorry. Uh, that is today at 4.30 p.m. at the uh, Kowloon Promenade, I guess West Kowloon Waterfront Promenade area. Excellent. Yep, good time. So check that out. Uh, so, But we're out of the free event territory now. We're, now we're going to pay that hard-earned moolah for our Time events. to pony up. And I believe <laughs> this next event is something that you and I may be ponying up for. Oh, yes. Happening tomorrow, Hong Kong Pro Wrestling Federation presents Winter Fever 6 at Youth Square in Chai Wan. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> At 7 p.m. Uh, this is uh, Professional Wrestling Live in Hong Kong. It's returning to U Square. Uh, uh, that's tomorrow at 7 p.m. again. And they're going to be wrestlers from all over the place. Uh, some of my favorites, King Michael, giant, uh, uh, quite a heavy wrestler. Rotund man. Yeah, if rotund you, if man. If you ever wanted to see a 400-pound man jump and squash another man. Yep. Um, you know, he's powerful. Powerful. He's lifting strong through the. He's hips. lifting dudes on on his back, and he's already uh, has quite a bit of weight to carry. So, uh, and of course, the Man Brothers de- defending the tag titles. Uh, they they were a real treat last time. Um, a new new wrestler I haven't seen before, but he's called Peanuts. So I'm looking forward to that that guy. And of course, uh, Phenoms Ho Ho Lun and Jason Lee are back from their world tour. Uh, Ho Ho Lon, as recently seen on WWE uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Interesting story is, uh, it, like, obviously, like most Hong Kong people, I was looking up his story, he, you know, his parents wanted him to not do something frivolous with his life. Like, uh, you know... Account- he's found a, a fair amount of success, Accounta- Accountancy, l- lawyering, <laughs> and sure. uh, as it turns out, um, while there are lots of law schools and accountancy firms... In yeah, Hong Kong. We're, we're actually, uh, I think the, the market for lawyers is kind of flooded. It's mm. lowering uh, incomes. Yeah, but uh, 
there was no wrestling school, so he started himself out of his like backyard, and they've grown into this event. <laughs> Wait, he lives in Hong Kong, and he had a backyard. Backyard oh, as a fortunate figu- son, as a figurative term. <laughs> okay, uh, so Hong Kong pro wrestling. There you yeah, go. it's cool. And there's going to even be some lady wrestling taking place. <laughs> uh, last time the the lady wrestling event was canceled, but it's happening. It's this 2017. Time, apparently. Ladies yeah. can do anything they put I their guess minds as long in. as the Japanese uh, wrestlers get their visas this time. <laughs> Um, what would you take a date to a pro wrestling event, Judd? No, I know you're going to, correct? I, I'm, I, I better not give out uh, de- <laughs> details like that. But no, I would, I would never do it. <laughs> I think it's a good event for a date, though. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, would you take a date? It's so off the wall that it's going to be very memorable. Would you take a date hula hooping? Ooping. Oh, I would take a date ooping. Hula hooping. <laughs> ooping. <laughs> Uh, sure, like a like a chimney sweep of sorts. That's I would take them open. Uh, but yeah, rest, uh, get, grab your date and take them to Hong Kong uh, Pro Wrestling tomorrow at 7 p.m. in Chaiwan, and just look for uh, Winter Fever Six on uh, Facebook if you want to find some tickets. All right, uh, you want to go to a song? Yeah, let's uh, let's try a song. Now I tried to find a Soldier Boy song. Yeah, as a, as a you know a spoiler uh, alert, a knowing a knowing <laughs> wink. Um, he doesn't have that many clean songs, so I'm gonna have to play the the really well known song. Unfortunately, uh, okay. Which is hey, hey I like it. And uh, I mentioned this actually. He's gonna fight Chris Brown. Yeah, Soldier Boy. Uh, he's he's fisticuffs. soldiering yeah. up and uh, gonna take on Chris Brown, the the renowned woman beater. Yeah, for, oh my god, <laughs> uh, for an, a million dollar purse. Who do you think is gonna win? Uh, I, my prediction: uh, Rihanna comes down to the ring with a steel chair in the middle of the match. Different event. It's a D, it's a DQ, but uh, you know, at heart, uh, Soldier Boy will be the winner. Hip hop artist, Maven, entrepreneur, Soldier Boy with <laughs> with Crank Fat. <laughs> Soldier Boy, tell me. Hey, I got this new damn for y'all called a Soldier Boy. You got a punch, then crank back three times from left to right. Soldier Boy, I'm in it. Why me crank it? Why me roll? Why me crank that Soldier Boy? That Superman, that all. Now why me you? Crank that Soldier Boy. 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 Jacking on you, jacking on you. And if we get the fight, then I'm coming. Then I'm coming. You catch me at your local party, yes, I crank it every day. Haters getting mad, cause I got me some baby mates. Soldier boy, I'm in it. Why me crank it? Why me roll? Why me crank that soldier boy? That Superman that all. Now why me you? Crank that soldier boy. 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 Now why? Soldier boy, I'm in it. Why me crank it? Why me roll?
You can't do it like me, though. So don't do it like me, folks. I seen you try to do it like me. Man, that damn was ugly. Soldier boy, I've been in. Oh. Why me crack it? Why me roll? Why me crack that soldier boy? That Superman. That oh. Now why me? Crack that soldier boy. Now why me? You. Crack that soldier boy. Now why me? You. Crack that soldier boy. Now why me? You. Crack that soldier boy. Now why? Soldier boy, I've been in. Oh. Why me crack it? Why me roll? Why me crack that soldier boy? That Superman. That oh. Stay away to heaven. Gotta love that steel drum beat. Stay away to heaven. You know, uh, Hey Jude, generation defining songs. I think we just heard another one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm wondering how many people were doing the dance at home as that song was just playing. More than one. I if promise if you I that. were home listening to this show, I would be doing it. And maybe I'll listen to it later and I will. Do you, do you know all the moves to that dance, Judd? Uh, I do, actually. There's a, there's, a, there's a cranking motion. There's a Superman emotion. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple. Do they say Yule? Like a Yule log? Yule. I think that's what they're saying. It's a Christmas song, yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, tis the season. Um, and, yeah, that's a fun song. Soldier Boy, I'm a big fan. And I, I did want to bring up, uh, before I did uh, refer to Chris Brown as, <laughs> as a renowned uh, woman beater, but we, we should say he's more infamous. It's not a positive thing it's at not all. A, no, it's it not isn't at all. all. Infamous. Yeah. I mean, he is renowned, and he and he did do that other thing, uh, I guess, allegedly? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, he, he, he was convicted of that, right? Convicted, okay, yeah. so... It's not like slanderous. Yeah, and we do not condone it. <laughs> and absolutely not. But uh, so maybe we should put an Ox- Oxford comma in there. Ox- as, as Renowned we comma woman assaulter dude. of women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's okay. get to the next event. Yeah, let's move on with the Kong Unity <laughs> calendar here. Uh, this is a. I don't know how to describe this one. It seems on on the surface it could be pretty fun and innocent fun for the kids, but um, and some <laughs> oh, of this I copy, don't like the sound of this. <laughs> it's uh, it can come off a little creepy. Don't 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 read the copy. Give us give us uh, give us what uh, give us I'll what go, it is. I'll give you the lay of the land here. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Dungeon Adventure Playground. Dungeon Adventure Playground. Yes, January twenty seven, and this is at the Hong Kong Forest Adventures in Sha Tin. It's happening tomorrow at uh, there's sessions at ten a.m. and one thirty p.m. And this is, uh, uh, Hong Kong Forest Adventures is basically a guy established kind of a fun play area in his, uh, kind of on the, his property in Sha Tin. And it's, uh, you know, it's so, like a, uh, a fun forest a man, area. A man built a playground yeah. exclusively his, for children his on his is, private property. His name is Uncle Danny. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It says Uncle Danny. It sounds nice. And, uh, I mean, 
I guess maybe in Asian culture, calling people uncle is very normal. But yeah, then yeah. When so you, talk, when yeah, you put so. it in English, it like forcing somebody to call you uncle when you're not actually their uncle seems a little off. Travi, think of it this way. Look, um, the famous pop star Michael Jackson had kids over all the time to Neverland Ranch. Right. So, and it was fine. Uncle Danny has created a real Neverland of sorts here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, Kids from from two to seven, it says. This is for quite quite young kids, and obviously to be accompanied by their <laughs> by their parents. Um, oh the, no! The, 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 I, I can't. It's <laughs> so bad. It says okay. Dungeon Adventure designed, Playground designed okay. to be a place where kids get messy. Uh, basically, okay. It actually says dirty, but I'm changing it to messy because anyway. Uh, but it's just unstructured imaginative play there's a bunch of clubhouses and stuff from the pictures i've seen it does look like a really fun place to go if you're a kid and we don't get enough of this outdoors kind of forest play we're making we're making fun of it but you know growing up if you grew up in in maybe a different country that wasn't you know a metropolis you know you got to play outside all the time get you know a little bit dirty and stuff which is it's nice to have so it's a nice opportunity for kids in hong kong to uh you know absolutely no (laughs) Six hundred dollars a session, just so everyone knows. Good lord! And you're getting sessions are kind of limited to like max of I forget how many, maybe around fifteen children. Um, so you want to book in advance uh, by visiting hkforestadventures.acuityscheduling.com, or you can just search HK Forest Adventures on Facebook and be able to find this. I'm I sure. like that in Hong Kong, even to just play around in the dirt like a kid, you got to pay. You yeah. got to pay a premium. Well, I think that's something I take for granted because I had a childhood in an area with a lot of forests, and yeah. I would always play in the woods, and it was a good time. But kids here don't always have that opportunity. So uh, didn't you boil a witch alive in an oven once with you and your sister? <laughs> uh, yeah, because. Because the the birds kept eating our bread crumb, crumb trail. You couldn't find your way home. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So we stumbled upon this cottage. It was a whole thing. Uh, we don't need to get into all that. But for kids who want to uh, have have their own fun in the forest, uh, January eighth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and twenty second are the are the dates that they can attend. Uh, the the dungeon adventure playground at Hong Kong Forest Adventures. It sounds all right. Yeah, that was a, it's a. Sounds like a fun time for the whole family. Yep. Uh, let's move on. Yes. Shall we? Gladly. That was a fun one, though. Gladly. <laughs> uh, Volar presents their 12th anniversary with Soldier Boy. Who we may have heard of. Yeah, we, I think we just heard a song from him. Thursday, January 12th, from uh, starting from 10 p.m., and obviously it's Volar's anniversary party, and they're bringing in Soldier Boy for, uh, to put on a show for everyone. And he's, of course, the creator of the, the hit song, Crank That... And uh, people are going to be uh, making cranking motions and s- supermans all over Volar. Cr- cranking it dry, yeah. Yep, so uh, that that was our first musical event for the week, but we actually have another one to finish strong here Ooh. on Judd. Uh, this is Brian Adams' Get Up Tour 2007 team at <laughs> World Expo on Lantau Island, Saturday, January 14th at 8 p.m. Uh, so, yeah, you... I don't know which which musical act would you be more more inclined to go see? Do you think? Well, DJ Simon Wilson, who came into the studio a little bit during the break, he's going to see Brian Adams. He's he a big fan. He seemed like a, a huge fan. And you know, I, this is going to sound real silly. Yeah, real silly. But I always thought Brian Adams was from like the sixties. 
because he sang Summer of 69. So I assumed he was just there and he was just singing about the song <laughs> right. like in 1970 or something. But uh, no, he's not. I wonder he's... how old he would have actually been in 69. Yeah, he's no spring chicken, but he's... Young uh, enough for some romance, apparently. But he's still touring. He's still touring and he's coming to Hong Kong. So looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, the Soldier Boy event again was Thursday the 12th and uh, this is on Saturday the 14th. So theoretically you could hit both up. But I mean, Brian Adams, Summer of 69. Do you think there's a lot uh, of crossover between Soldier Boy fans and Brian Adams fans? I think not a lot. <laughs> but maybe it's just uh, a, a a live music in Hong Kong fan uh, out there that w- would hit up. Both. I'll tell you what, if you are going to both Soldier Boy and Brian Adams, I'll get you on the show. I want to meet this, this strange yeah. human that likes both yeah, of those Yeah, if you know teams. anyone that's going, you can refer them uh, to us uh, on, the, on the the show Facebook page. There's a Facebook page, right? The Juice the on Juice. Radio 3. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, remember, do you, do you remember, uh, well, remember when uh, Brian Adams teamed up with the two guys for that song, All for Love, for the Three Musketeers soundtrack? I don't remember that. You don't remember that song? Uh, you don't know who those guys were? Now, get this. It was Brian Adams teaming up with Rod Stewart and Sting what for, a trio. A, for a Three Musketeers of Rock artists. You're talking about the Three Musketeers. They must have been inseparable. Yeah, it's it's true. They're best of friends, bosom buddies. Uh, and I was I was mistaken, because I thought that was a, a song on the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. But no, it was his big hit song, All... Um, Anything I do, I do it for you. That was on that soundtrack, and this was on the Three Musketeers soundtrack. Didn't know you were so uh, <laughs> well versed in Brian Adams' discography. That's right. in his uh, filmography, oh, I guess true, you, you yeah. could say. Um, soundtrackography. Uh, so, will you be going to Brian Adams? I I think I'll not be going to Brian Adams. I'd be more. I honestly, I would be more likely to go to Soldier Boy. I think, yeah. but I doubt I go to that either. But I will be at. Winter Fever 6. <laughs> Hula hooping <laughs> and also Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, that's right. we got to go get, get some Frisbee or even froth on. we got to go to those free events. I'm telling you. Travi, thanks so much for coming in. Hey, so good to be back. Uh, it was, I think we really hit the ground running coming back off of the, a long break there, Judd. <laughs> Boy, did we. Sprinting to the finish. Uh, thanks so much. we got some more music. This is Train. Hey, Soul Sister. But in my mind, I think he's singing it to Soldier Boy. <laughs> that's right, Soul Brother.
Strawberry Fields Forever, The Beatles there. So, that, I mean, that's up there. We, we were talking Stairway to Heaven, uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, Soldier Boy. Yeah, but The Beatles have so many. Soldier Boy is, is up there, Yeah, correct? Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy has, has quite a few hits, too. Like, uh, let's crank that and... Um, and, you know, that more recent one. Oh, that more recent one? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, uh, have you ever been to, to a gig where, and I, uh, Mr. Boy, Mr. Boy, <laughs> if you're listening, I, I... Mr. Boy, sir. I miss you, I call, I mean, you no offense, but have you been to a gig where it is ostensibly a one-hit wonder? Um, have you ever been to a gig where it's a band like that, and I guess, every, is everyone just waiting for them to play the song, and they're, like, just sort of dragging their feet during the whole <laughs> set, play the song already? Yeah, um, there, there definitely, I've been to a lot of gigs like that, where people are ex- waiting, like, uh, maybe I knew more of the songs, but some people really only would have known, like, one of the songs. Like, I saw Everclear one time, and you could tell everyone was just waiting for Santa Monica. Right. Yeah. Um, what's What's even worse is when you go to the gig, and I felt a little bit like this. I, I like the the whole band and all their songs, so it's a little bit. But uh, Tenacious D, they came to Hong Kong, yeah, and they so started good. they started with tribute. Yeah, well, that's bold when they get the the big hit right out of the way, and they're like, you know, we we challenge uh, you're challenging us to rock you. We uh, challenge accepted, challenge accepted, challenge accepted. Hits out of the way. You got we got to keep you for the for the whole duration. That's right. Well, in fact, my uh, first concert I ever went to was a one hit wonder. Uh, the Thompson Twins. I haven't I believe heard of I them. saw them in 1986. Hold me now. That did, was their big hit. Did they play it right? I at guess the start? they actually had one other hit song back in the day in the eighties. This is like, <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking like if you go to like uh, a concert by like The Knack, right? The Knack, and they if they play My Sharona at the start, <laughs> first song, and you just see people filtering <laughs> out, <and> just <laughs> getting out, out of the venues. They're like, let's go get drunk. <laughs> let's go get. Oh, thanks guys. Uh, but hey, if, if they got paid you know forty dollars a person for the ticket, I'm sure they don't mind. Yeah, that was a good choice. Uh, <laughs> the Knack. I wish I could play. I'm gonna play some Knack coming up. Also, if you have a request, 233-88266. Until then, here's churches. But the knack are coming up.
rising water in the rising tide they're spilling over me filling my insides if we want to stay here can we see the waves they're spilling over us filling our insides in the rising water in the rising tide we wait for the fall To better protect you and your possessions when you travel, don't forget to take out a suitable travel insurance with appropriate coverage. Whether you're on a business trip or a weekend getaway, a short or long-haul flight, a group tour or self-arranged trip, choose travel insurance with adequate coverage. The right choice enables you to make your trip a wonderful experience.
the knack. They had the look, they had the song, they had the uh, the swagger. All they needed was a second song, and they would have been a huge, huge band. They they broke up, didn't, didn't they? they? Like pretty shortly after that. Is that the, why they never had actually maybe they, another hit song? They came Am out I with another song, that? and it sounded very similar to my show. <laughs> They're like, let's just keep doing this sound, and uh, yeah, never really panned out for them. Uh, yeah, the, the, it it is a risk of becoming derivative of yourself if you try to repeat your your success. That's why you're always changing it up, Travi. I, I try to. You got to innovate. You got to be on the cutting edge. Much like this next band, who had a new album come out last year called Woman, it's uh, Justice, who I think are French. Oh, Justice. Yeah, these are good guys. They're all over uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. So this is off their new album, Woman. It's called Fire.
Justice there with fire. Coming to the end of the show, thanks so much for joining me, and thanks to all my guests, Cruzanne McCalligan, Danny Hicks, and Travi J. They'll be back next week. Can't wait for that. Here's John Newman. Come and get it. News coming up next. I have been crazy. THK Radio 3.
Stevie Wonder teaming up there for Faith. Your weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight. Sunny periods in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight. Moderate easterly winds, the outlook mild tomorrow. Windier with slightly cooler in the following couple of days. 23 degrees at the minute, 73% relative humidity. Stay tuned for Pierre Tremblay with World Vibes and the news.